Welcome to a very special episode of uh, this podcast. Uh, somebody uh, told me I should um, make my stories more less philosophical. Less philosophical. Also, I should separate the facts from the uh, interpretation so that it would be better for a legal person to just be uh, convinced by my plight. I'm not fully convinced by it because uh, a lot of these things have no transcripts. When you're inside, there's no transcripts. They change sentences. I just checked my medical records. It showed certain things that I didn't realize was the implication. It wasn't really verified that that, that was what I said, intended. So it wasn't, there wasn't words, there wasn't sentences, there wasn't even details. Uh, here is a story of a person like me who don't, who don't know how to acquire this stuff, never have, uh, encountered any success with hiring legal help. Uh, too expensive, too scary, too, too late. Uh, in here, I want to make this the last episode where I'm, I don't explain the specific events in a chronological manner or a very dry manner. This episode is dedicated to Janice Cambry. Uh, if you don't know her, she's the only person who was defending us in the Mental Health Act of uh, 2018, first Mental Health Act that the Philippines had. Uh, that citing that psychiatric incarceration was torture. Uh, sounds great, right? Well, no. This is the story of the anti-do not trust a Janice Cambry episode. Our story begins very plain and simple. I was in my third, yes, third or fourth psych ward. Uh, by then, I had knew, known Man in America. At first, I was thinking, okay, I just want to make a documentary about the scary places, but that was kept from me in a second psych ward one month before shooting, I was trying to practice at them. Then I realized I wouldn't be able because they can send me back while I'm doing films. Uh, and they did. So Janice Camry was this person that, uh, a person I know in that psych ward, was, she, she was hiding. So we were trying to help this lesbian whose father has power to uh, convinced a police chief, I guess, or maybe, I don't know if the, the, the specific names, but at the, even at the time, I didn't know this was the story. Uh, basically, she, she was sent inside because she was a lesbian. So she had already lived afar from her father for a time period, working, mostly that. And then police abducted her. Uh, the excuse was a flat tire. Not sure what the story really was. I was like, okay, there was this guy. Uh, and then there was another guy. Uh, he was sent for some sort of, he was tricked by a person that caused him to have, I guess, hallucinations and things like that. Uh, but they weren't able to pay for the fee and he wasn't allowed to be discharged. So they were relying on their sister, unfortunately, sister, older sister was like from another country, wasn't us. 
it's helpful. So I was hoping this guy's but they needed a little legal help. And I guess activism helped in some other way because it's not really that psychiatry has power over you, but uh, psychiatric wards do not improve your personality. Uh, they, they don't modify your behaviors in such a way that you will go out there and become a better person. They modify your behavior in such a way that you live in fear. Fear, force, and fraud. That is the basics of, uh, I think this was a Don Waits article. Don Waits is associated with Bonnie Burstow disease. Uh, recently, they were the ones who established the anti-psychiatry scholarship, the only one that exists in Canada. And so here I was, recommended this Janice Camry name. I didn't know she was going to battle the mental health act until then. So here I was asking other political groups. Gabriela was a famous group. Uh, there was a DSWD, Department of Social Welfare and Development, I think, uh, where we had to contact a politician associated with Dora Lagarde. Nobody was replying. Uh, they were replying, then they would shut up. They were like, we'll help you, but then nobody helps. Because we don't, we don't know how to ask. What, to, what kind of help is needed. We live in a, what we call a Tolfo culture, where this radio host Tolfo is the one who is like, he'll be very specific about you and then he'll help you. But by berating really, really the idea is uh, if you're really in a victim position, like you've been battered and all of that, he'll help you. But there's a lot of people that's a victim. So why should somebody who's like never been tortured physically, but mentally, Set a psych ward, uh, be priority number one. Number two is uh, why should this be an issue? Because who wants to, to like reveal themselves as uh, insane in a culture that doesn't understand it? I mean, 99% of the time, somebody sends you there, it's some kind of elder parents or sister. And then familiar relationship, right? Parents, you should forgive them. That's Christianity. Honor your parents. People forget that it's honor, not worship. But they, they have, they're sold by religion. They're sold by upbringing. They're sold by uh, peer pressure from fellow um, uh, uh, same age. Even the so-called liberal uh, youths, there's a kind of pressure uh, if you argue about that, then I got it. I received some, you know, backhanded comments such as writer Kapalaga when you try to explain this stuff. You, you have to get lucky. You have to like lucky and get smart. And then smart is basically having a job, having escaped the system, not questioning the system, not changing the system. You're better off being a political activist because. A rape, for example, uh, bullying, for example, those are uh, direct, very basic. You don't have to think about the situation a person is in. But when you get mixed with psychiatry, the psychiatrists are the one telling the story. So Janice Cambry was this mental health advocate that told me visit the Commission of Human Rights. I visited the Commission of Human Rights and they said, okay, just fill up the form and we'll contact you again. Never did. Never even had a hint. Like maybe if myself was off, emailed me. Uh, 
and I was told it was the Commission of Human Rights had a plentiful stock of things that they had to deal with. And it won't be so bad if this wasn't the superheroine so, uh, uh, of the local country. Because, like, if you saw, say, Peter Bregan in uh, the United States or Jim Godson, maybe they won't pay attention to you. They didn't to me. That's another thing I'll elaborate later on. But uh, if you get them and they respond, they'll help you. This, I assume so, because they have articles. Denise Cambridge doesn't have much articles. Uh, she has Facebook page. That's it. She shares mostly Tina Minkowitz articles. Tina Minkowitz won't really allow you to help either. She'll teach you in her website, but only if you have time, only if you have, you're not going to be sent in, only if every day, every month, you can get away with it and escape the system and hide and hide and hide. So, uh, what do we have here, right? What is the situation with this episode? Why is it the anti Janice Cambry? The do not trust Janice Cambry episode. Because I'm telling you right now, Janice Cambry isn't. Uh, an exclusive. Uh, I learned this the hard way when, uh, of course, I contacted James Cambry, didn't work. And another problem that I encountered was at the time I couldn't defend myself because I can't seek help uh, legally. They will know my, my parents, they were the ones to send me. So, and I, money, money was tight. So I, I relied on the guise of defending that lesbian, she would have been one of the first legal help. Just keep a legal counseling to the girlfriend, and she'll make a statement. The girlfriend agreed only, unfortunately, after I paid 10,000 Filipino peso, partially being forced, not really coerced, but more like the, the lawyer was kind of scary, you know. Uh, like, I thought you said you will be paying right now, and we will just get this through, and I go, oh, you know, yeah, I have to pay, the money is in front, I was holding the money, so so I can't, after I handed the money, I contacted, contacted the girl, the girlfriend was said, um, I'm afraid for my life, since uh, Brit, the lesbian, was out anyway after one year, uh, I'd rather not just see her again, and just let the whole thing slide, and so I lost 10000 there was even something that I think I pushed my father to sort of give that 10000 I had the money in the bank, but I could afford at the time money of that amount because I played poker then. Uh, wasn't a winning player, mind you, but I afforded every 10000 that I needed when I needed to. But it was fuck up. I mess up. I mess up and I had no... You know, you know that guy when he lives inside his room for seven years? That's me. I hate the more. I had social anxiety, but they never associate me with social anxiety. And then here was a situation where I fuck up. So fear, depression, anger, loneliness was all triggering. The other guy, I tried to search for him, but his sister wouldn't reply anymore. So I hope he was okay, but no reply. I couldn't get back at the hospital. Years pass. Usually I, I get sent in one year apart. 
Oh, sorry, one year in, uh, in between. I got sent in again. And this time, before I got sent in, I contacted Janice Cambry. Now, she had already the article. And part of the thing that I want to emphasize here is that where I was sent in, before uh, I was sent into a different psych ward, I let go of my previous uh, psychiatrist who was gaslighting me at this point. I didn't trust her anymore before then because she put a tube up my nose inside the psych ward. Uh, but this time, uh, I knew what she was doing. She just like, okay, uh, a bunch of questions, scary questions, and my hands started shaking. Nothing else was worried. Nothing else was wrong there. She just like bullied me into that submission, mental torture. And I, I dodged a lot of the questions that will get me sent in and address all of that. But then she just kept, you know, running all those questions. And then she said, why don't we increase your medicine? I think we should. That was that was I knew. She wasn't there for counseling. She wasn't analyzing the situation. She wasn't seeing herself as a bully. She was well. She, she knew to begin with that I was a threat because I was telling her that I was feeling sick and that's why uh, I did all I did was just. For all I did was just monitor the mental health act hearings because Janice Cambry was fighting for me. I thought so. One month, two months. But it turns out she wasn't. How is it that she wasn't? Uh, I got, I got, I got, you know, uh, I had time to change doctors, but I knew my parents were like, be hunting me down now if there's a problem. And I say hunting, not because I don't live with them, that they have to search for me. I say hunting because they have to put holes in my, in my uh, situation. They're going to say, oh, you didn't take your meds for like months. Like, when? Where's your records? The psychiatrists don't care about that. The psychologists don't care about that. Uh, my medical record says I wasn't taking my meds. They didn't say that my parents made before. They didn't say... When me and my parents had an agreement that we would take meds because we switch meds because we switch, we switch doctors. That wasn't mentioned at all. As far as the psychiatrist was concerned, she was still my doctor. This was the same psychiatrist. And Eugenie Cambry was somebody I sought because I needed to search for the ethical commission of the hospital because there was an issue from a international U.S. I think Mayo Clinic where a person was not allowed to get out because, you know, uh, she was deemed insane or something. And so a lot of the Reddit uh, people were saying, you know, just see sought the ethics commission. I even DM one of them just to make sure. Fortunately, there was no ethics commission for the men of the city that I could safely, like, go in there. And you know what? I look at it. How serious is this? I'm telling you. I searched my apartment medical records today. I emailed. There was a message from a clerk. Cannot be used for legal purposes. Uh, so you know how scary that is. Uh, even then, I was wanting to switch doctors. Knock on the psych ward doors. They just said, go in. Uh, staff were walking outside. Kind of knew them because I was there. Lied about the hospital where a doctor was in because the 
turns out the hospital network was shut down or something. The doctor was just there. So you, these people, they can tell you your thinking. They can they can block you. They they have a lot of leeway. And so Janice Cambry seemed like a good bet. But I was like, am I gonna search for Janice Cambry? I was going to search for an ethics commission. Uh, and then the ethics commission, there's a Philippine ethics commission. Uh, who had, unfortunately, they were wanting to deal with cancer warriors because the Mental Health Act was sort of in the implementing stage. So they sent me to Janice Cambry, and now I'm talking to Janice Cambry, and Janice Cambry is, again, CHR. I mentioned my past experience, and like, no, the CHR visited Sweden, now they're improving. Is there any other help? No. Uh, she was like, I'm tired. Uh, I was all alone in the uh, mental health. Like, can you at least give me some little documents? And no, this is a little document. Uh, Tina Minko is one. And I, if I was stupid, I would have paid for a lawyer. But turns out Tina Minko was already recommending that it wasn't a legal document. Uh, the CHR US protocol or something. Search CHR USP.org. And so now I was having problems and then I will like emphasize later on, follow up, and then she'll say, I'm not a counselor for your problem. I'm like, what? This is the hero that we want? The heroine of mental health. She was the one dealing with uh, uh, situations for us. She was the one that the Philippine Ethics Commission sent. She even said, if you want to deal with ethics, if you want to try ethically doing something, then guess what? That's your business, not mine. Go do it. Stop stop bothering me until she tells me she has a relative that works as a public attorney's office. And it's like, okay, but where's the address? Where who's who's she, who's the name? She didn't care that I was in a state of emergency. I could be sent any time. I said, uh Colin, uh the mental health act protect me now. And she was she will be like I uh, she, she the mental health I cannot protect you before it was before it was uh, invented or started. So your previous uh, experiences in those other wards do not count. So, so like ah, so now you have she, she made one last statement. If you were to be sent inside a psych ward right now, you can apply the torture after you get out. And the problem with that is when I was sent inside, they wouldn't get me out. You know why they wouldn't get me out? Because it was different psych ward, different doctors. Not only different doctors, they were wanting to change me. I was my bipolar was cancelled or schizoaffective, schizophrenic. They wanted to, to like do that, but this time, this was a cheaper psych ward. This psych ward returned my bipolar. They didn't care. They didn't hand me my CPAP. They said hand me a sleeping pill. Imagine that. Uh, so now Janice Cambry just like I got out, I got out because COVID, everybody was released from the site for now. I emailed Janice Cambry, I Facebook her, no reply. You know why? Because Janice Cambry is like a Peter Pregan. I was told Peter Pregan doesn't reply. Uh, I got an autoresponder that they will reply soon. You know what happened? Uh, they didn't. 
I, I was I sent it 2018. I was trapped inside. I got out and I don't I don't see any email from that. Maybe it's in, in the trash pile, whatever. Same thing. Jim Gatson told me he was partly retired. He was the one that knows how to unlock legally these issues, find the loophole. I need an alien tort statute or something for this. And I need a lawyer that knows that. Python, did that happen? No. I saw Jim Flannery. He helped me get an application for Mind Freedom. But did Mind, Mind Freedom gave me an application and they said they won't reply if I got rejected. But did he help? No. Uh, now Mind Freedom Shield has a Shield program. Ask me about the Shield program, ask me about the Zoom schedule. I replied saying, I don't know how it could help since I already provided Jim all the details. They replied and say, okay, we'll never contact you again or we'll contact him. No, no clarification. Uh, this is the world I live in. Uh, there are ways that can documentaries can help, but imagine if the documentary of a psych ward was from a Filipino culture. Uh, you will get a prison culture, a drug addict culture, a video game addict culture, a gambling addict culture, this, the traditional ones. What they don't tell you is people that slip in between, the ones who are normal, but will have uh, trauma from a psych ward. And I'm saying normal because, trust me, uh, they say I can speak, speak well in my medical records. I could be worse off, I could be better off, it doesn't matter, but what they want you to do is you don't explain. That's why everybody who gets any psych ward, if you watch Protest APA 2018, they will say, just fake it. You know what the, my friends were saying, just fake it. What are they, silly? They don't know that I've been doing that before. I even have advertised it, right? Discipline. You just make it lie low, stay low profile. I'm like, there are, I'm not here for myself anymore. My life is destroyed. I'm here for the others. I want to be clear about my situation. That's one thing, because clear stories can do help. That's why I wrote a book. Sorry, not books. I wrote a book, now published, got sent to Psychoid. That's why I wrote blogs, I wrote things like that. That's why I said I was the only one that I know that would publicly from the Philippines seek out such Michigan birds because my parents have hijacked me, kept me from learning the ways how to acquire a passport, how to acquire a visa, all these things about expenses, all these things about hard to get. So now here Israel didn't need visa. And what did they do after they know I was going there? They just took advantage of telling this to the psychiatrist. The psychiatrist said, it is part of your illness that you want to go there. So now I can't go there because it is part of my illness. Convenient, right? There is no superior house in the Philippines. The closest one that I can afford to was Israel. And the psychiatrist didn't care what the plane ticket, what the budgets were. She simply, sorry, the psychologist she simply said, it is part of your illness. This amount is not enough. This amount is not enough. 
with a smile. You know that smile that when they know you are still inside, that if you reacted out of anger, that they were being manipulative, uh, they know they can get us to stay longer, and they did. They they wanted the first transfer me, but then they couldn't. I don't know if they couldn't or they just switched because now I was talking about business, and now they were like, okay, this business sounds more realistic. You know what that business is? It's a fishbowl cart. And why is it a realistic business for them? They were thinking cost, that every poor people could afford to start a fishbowl. But that is one thing to start it, it's another thing to profit from it or to, to assemble it or to, or to uh, basically create a business out of it. Let's, let's say, for example, you're a beast. Going outside in a fishbowl cart, not an ideal way. You have social issues, you have a PWD, you have an illness tagline to go get your trouble. And I, I wasn't just going to get a fishbowl cart, I was going to make a fishbowl cart that would send and educate people about the psychiatric industries. And, but she couldn't, you know, the emperor has no, no clothes. She couldn't. Uh, I just say I was insane because fishbowl cart, man. If you say insane, if you say like, uh, that's too expensive, why? Every per per person could do it with enough income with a lot of things. So she didn't register that she was exposed, that I could have started a different business, a story house, for example, I could have invested on a plane ticket, learned from it, and then saved she didn't was interested in that. She wanted to take off my income stream. That's why she took poker. She wanted to em emphasize uh, uh, that I had gambling issues, but I had no loans and I had savings. She like, didn't want that. Uh, now, she was trapped, you know, so upon hearing my other ideas, she was like, I'll contact my friend, the entrepreneurial consultant, and you talk to him and he'll discharge you, okay? Three months after that. Entrepreneurial, entrepreneurship consultant. I was able to write half a notebook, large one, summarize it into a smaller notebook, business plan, visions, everything, charts. You know what? Not only did they not do that, they didn't allow my notebook to get out. You know why? Standard protocol. So, you know that the business plan was there. So, why did they keep that? Because they were afraid of the numbers, of the other patients, they were afraid of something that could be written against them. And because the psychologist or the primary therapist is separate from the psychiatrist and nursing staff. So the nurses were like, this is protocol. We won't accept your protocol just because this is the business plan, Dr. Pollock. This is how it is. Uh, psychiatry is a scam, but hunting for help in an anti-psychiatry, I'm telling you, it's also a scam. Uh, it's not a scam like the, the Scientology back website of anti-psychiatry, but try it sometime. Maybe you will have better luck. Adonisia, rejected by article. I asked what was wrong, what can help? No help. They just said, need your personal. The, don't, the names aren't allowed because you need proof or something like that. But always oh, okay what about the topics the team no just read your read other personal stories and then figure it out i was gonna be sent back in right now covid is preventing me from that but i'm on temporary discharge 
Imagine that. Animation. When I was before, I was sent in. Calling Jim Godstein. Uh, Jim would say, I didn't receive the email. Uh, later on in Facebook. Uh, what else? Uh, Mad in America form, no reply. Uh, Mad in, sorry. No, not that, not that's not the Mad in America form, the Mad in Asia comments. I was interacting, so here I was. Then I, I just happened to make one mistake associated Bonnie Bristol with Scientology. I didn't say she was Scientologist. I said the Scientology articles about it claimed that she was. And that was in clarification. You know what I had? I was dealing with bullshit that I was really sent in. And there was not only Bonnie wanted me out banned from Mad in America. She wanted so she had a fan that was like stalking me in every other thread. And because Mad in America is a blog that have a slow following, mostly uh, composed of like Frank Blankenship and Old Head, which had butted heads with but take keep in mind, at least Old Head read my post. Bonnie just came into the saw like maybe search for a keyword or something. And then she was like, Okay, fuck you. Uh let's ban you. And then, okay, Bonnie and the moderator I talked to it was, okay, collaboration. But then there was a Bonnie fangirl who was talking to me in every thread. Imagine that. I was offering to help someone just to counsel these people that I believe in. They wanted to keep on destroying me, even after I showed my Facebook post my real identity, they said I was a faker, a scammer, or some kind of a, I wasn't to be trusted. I was the only one of the few Filipinos. This is described in red as I assume. This is the end of 